Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. league defeat of 2023 leaves Louis Graf looking more and more depressing. Still, Johnny Williams scored again, so it's not all bad news. Welcome to Charlton Live. Yep, so hello and welcome to Charton Live. It's Sunday the 29th of January Uh, and on the show today we'll look back at our first defeat, as I say, in in four league games as Bolton saw us off in an entertaining game, I thought, at the Valley Live on Sky yesterday. Uh, We'll hear the highlights, of course, from Charton TV. We'll hear from Dean Holden uh, and hear from you uh, across the fans bar and tweets and emails. But before all of that, the first people I want to hear from are these two beauties, starting with Nathan Miller. Nath, how you doing? Morning, boys. Living the dream. Interesting yeah. game yesterday, but um, we go again. Can't we say point indeed. on the board. That's <laughs> a shame. Not this time. No, no points on the board from yesterday. Uh, and also joining us, rumour has it in his pyjamas, is uh, Joe Puddyfoot. Joe, how you doing? I was doing really great until that intro. Thanks, Tom. Uh, yeah, it was a, at least it was at least it was an entertaining game yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, shame about the result, but 
um, in League One, you have to watch so much dross that it is nice to watch a team play well occasionally, even if it isn't us. See, Joe, so are those um, Joe? Are those pajamas Charlton ones? Like they got Charlton badges on it, or are they like I don't know, frozen ones or? Uh, no, they're actually rugby ones, mate. So um, oh, oh fair, oh, up, mate. yeah. So really, really pushing the football cause this morning. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Um, so let's get started on the game. Two-one uh, defeat at home. Uh, I thought a game we could have easily lost four-nil. Equally, could have sneaked a draw from towards the end. Um, I think even just from your intros, both of you, I don't think we sound too disheartened overall. Um, but before we hear the highlights, Nath, I'll bring you in first of all. Just your general thoughts on the game yesterday. Um, I think it was a deserved defeat. I know we had a little bit of a flurry after the second half, which was a great goal, by the way. I know we'll go into it a bit more, but great goal there. But I just thought um, Bolton were just a bit of a classy side, really. Um, they were nice to watch. They were fluid. And you can tell they, you know, every single player knew their jobs, knew where each other were. Um, and yeah, I think I think it was a lesson, really. I'm not saying people think it battered, but I just think it's a lesson in terms of where they are in their journey and where we are. Um, and uh, I think that Dean sort of said that at the beginning, I sort of before the game, looking at it, some part of me was going, oh, I'll take a draw here, but then we done well against Barnsley. But listen, it's um, one of those that. We just we know the positions that we need, and we need a lot more depth um, and a lot more quality in, in certain areas. Um, again, fine margins in, in terms of defending, so comical defending again, in, in my opinion. And we lost the game, but as you say, they they you had the, they should have been gone by half time. They should have been two, three, four, and if it weren't for Ashley. Um, it would have been a lot worse. So not too disheartened. Obviously, I don't like losing a game of football. Of course I don't. But sometimes you have to sit back and go, you know, we were beaten by a much better side and um, they've got they've got something good down there or up there in Bolton. Yeah, well, maybe just, just the one thing up there. We'll give them that. Um, Joe, we debated on Thursday's pod about whether a weekend off last week would have kept us fresh. Um, but... I thought we looked sluggish throughout the game and that was illustrated by their their fast start and obviously that early goal sort of put us on the back foot for the rest of the game, I think. Yeah, I mean, their, their movement was just unreal um, throughout the game and it was one of the things that we were remarking on uh, where I set up in the East uh, that, that the movement between the two sides was night and day um, and we were letting them run off us a lot in the first half, which um, I think Holden lose to in the in the press, uh, press conference that he did afterwards. Um, and... We, we needed to put a bit more pressure on. But I think the big thing that shone out to me yesterday is uh, Holden said in one of his interviews that he's not a tactician. I think the changes in the second half probably showed that a little bit. Um, I don't really understand why we went to Raksaki and um, uh, and Campbell at, at wingbacks. Um, I think that we just struggled to get hold of them all day and we were probably outthought and outfought, um, which is a bit of a shame. But, you know, they're, I think they're the the standard in this league, really. Um, they're the best team I've seen this season, um, comfortably. I- I'm sort of surprised that they're as far down the table as they are because they really should be running away with it. But there's there's some teams that are picking up some proper results. But, you know, that's that. I think that's the level that we'd like to get to, um, you know, in this league is, is being that team that's just so comfortable on the ball, just creating chances for fun. And yeah, they should have scored. They should have scored a lot more. We probably should have scored more than one overall. We had some chances, but... Um, yeah, I think it would have been a bit of a robbery to get a point. Not to say I wasn't disappointed we didn't, but but yeah, they were they were certainly a cut above and, and no complaints. In the pub afterwards, everyone was like, 
disappointed about the result, but it just accepted that we got beaten by the better team on the day. And sometimes you just have to hold your hands up, don't you? Sadly, you do. I'm wary that we're all sounding a little bit like Nigel Adkins after that whole game last couple of years ago. And he said that'll be us next year, but hopefully it will. Uh, and I definitely agree with you both. That's the best team I've seen all season, both here and possibly away as well. Uh, so on that slightly depressing note, let's have a listen to the highlights then. Um, now, I haven't actually heard them. And as you may have already guessed, although I don't think I actually introduced myself, uh, Louis is not here today. Um, but I'm going to assume our commentators on Charlton TV were Terry Smith and Greg Stubbley. The two players alongside him, Charlton with a four-man wall, five, Dobson just to the left of it. It looks like it's going to be Morley as Dempsey moves away. Freaky comes into the right-hand side and off the post and in. And Morley scores. Decent free kick, you have to say. Top right-hand corner. And it came off the post and nestled into the opposite corner of the net. And Charlton a 1-0 down after three and a half minutes. Morley with the score. The Annex in the Covenant trying to get behind the sides after an early setback. It's a decent free kick that Maynard Brewer could do nothing at all about right into the top corner. And off the post we're and in. Make three as we are back underway here at the Valley. The Addicts now attacking the covered end. Ball back to Maynard Brewer. We'll see if, if the game develops, whether or not Bolton have changed from a back three. We'll see as Claire heads it forward up to Fraser. Fraser, Claire going on the overlap. Fraser comes inside, finds Bond. Bond to Morgan. Little touch to Raksaki. Back to Morgan. Takes a shot. It's in! The Eriks have levelled early on in the second half. Trafford will be a little bit disappointed that he let that ball go under his arm, but a lovely move from Charlton to bring us back level early on in this second half. Fraser at the heart of it. Could have used Sean Clare on the overlap on the right-hand side. Decided to come inside instead. It's a lovely work move. Sean Clare's header got us started. Fraser could have gone that way, but instead cut back inside to Bond. Bond with a little touch out to Morgan. Little one-two with Fraser. And the instant shot finds the back of the net beyond Trafford. I think it went underneath. Is outstretched. Well, it went through the middle, in fact, with his two hands. Charlton a back level. And Alby Morgan on the score sheet for Charlton. Towards Bond, who's tussling away with it. This is Dempsey, and it's Dempsey who gets the last touch. He's four to header by Asia. Nudge in there from Penny, but just still on the ball. Back to Lee, who sends it into the penalty area. And it's with the header, but it's going to drop to Dempsey, who heads it back across goal. It's a simple tap in to Charles. Charlton shoot themselves in the foot, really, at the back. The Innis header, he was underneath it, couldn't direct it anywhere safe. And all he did was head it into the path of Dempsey. He's header back across. The six-yard box, an easy finish for Charles. It's his 11th goal of the season. He won't have an easier one than that, I suspect. Charlton are back to a goal behind. Adebayoju did most of the hard work on that right-hand side for Bolton. The ball when it came in from Lee. Innes got underneath the head-up. It was an easy one for Dempsey then to guide into Charles. And makes it 2-1 to Bolton. So there we go then, uh, the highlights of yesterday's 2-1 defeat uh, to Bolton. Uh, Nafe, I said it just before the highlights, and I think we all did possibly the best team 
we've seen all season. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, obviously, there's been a couple of teams that look good, but I think um, considering where they are on the in the table, but to have a striker like Dion Charles is always a pain on our side. Um, and then bringing Adeboyjo off, boy, I can't, I'm not going to try to pronounce that again. Um, and uh, you know the experience of Cameron Jerome shows the depth that they've got, and I thought their two midfielders, Morley in particular, as well. Obviously, his goal was top top draw, but just his overall play, how he dictated the game for them. I thought that, and, and JP mentioned it before in terms of their movement, it was chalk and cheese. Um, and you, I could tell by the, the, the early stages, um, they were cutting us open far too easy, far too easy. But you just got to sit back and go, listen, you just have to take that one on the chin and just and just admit they're at a, they're the better side. So for sure, they're up there in terms of the better, better sides that I've seen down, down, down the valley. But I'm not going to get too disheartened. I mean, we've got a... Got a nice weekend in next next week and Fleetwood at home and Derby away. So it's just for me now. I wasn't getting out on jumping on the the promotion, uh, the playoff bandwagon too much. But I think that sort of sets it quite clearly that we're going to be milling around in League One next season. Um, and again, like we seem to say every season, we have a chance to rebuild, but we always seem to be re- rebuilding wrong. So hopefully we get it right. But um, and the proof is in the pudding for for Bolton if you do it right, because you know they've not gone out and spent millions and millions of of, of pounds on players and wages like other teams in the division have. You know, in terms of Ipswich and, and Sheffield Wednesday, so they're doing things right, and um, obviously they're re- reaping the water at the moment. Joe Nath talks there about the the quality of their movement and them outpassing us and and basically outplaying us, particularly in those opening stages. And yet, despite all that, it was a set piece that actually put us behind. Now, obviously, the quality of the set piece was was something else. But how how disappointed are you that that it had to come from a set piece? Or do you just hold your hands up and you say he put it in the one place in the goal where Ashley was just never going to get it because it was some strike, wasn't it? I mean, it it was a strike and a half. Uh, my my dad has this thing when we were in the Premier League. We used to drop someone on the line, and he still says he's never seen us concede a goal with someone on the line. And uh, that was the first thing he said to me yesterday. But I think that 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 strike was just absolutely perfect. There's no there, he could not have put it better if he tried. If he'd have picked the ball up and carried it, he wouldn't have got it exactly there. So yeah, you just got to hold your hands up. Disappointed in the the decision, I think. So I don't think it was a, a foul. I think he threw himself over. Um and they had a couple of lows given to them that, that gave him good opportunities. But I, I think that's one of one of the areas we're weakest. I don't think we've got that set piece taker that you go oh yeah, this is this is going in the top corner and you, you feel confident about it. I know Fraser and Morgan have got a few on target this season and I think we've scored one or two, but I, you don't feel like when we had Goodmanson, for instance, you just sort of had a feeling, oh, we got, and Jacko even, you know, you've got a set piece, there's a chance that we're going to get a goal here. You don't have that same that same sort of uh, confidence, but, you know, it, it's an absolute worldy strike. You, you have to hold your hands up. And to be fair, if they hadn't scored that, then they they probably would have gone on to score a couple of the tapping opportunities that, that they had. Um, so, yeah, just phenomenal. I don't think, I don't think you can blame Ash too far, uh, too much. It was a long way out, but it did move like an absolute rocket and he was at full stretch. So it's, I don't think he really could have done too much more than he did. So just have to hold your hands up and say, well done to the lad. And, you know, hopefully we get one at some point in the season where we can just jump up and down and be absolutely astounded by the quality of strike. Uh, I sit right behind the goal. uh, And when, as soon as it left his boot, it was like, okay, this is going to go in that top corner. And as you say, I think, 
not a lot Ash could do. Uh, I thought he then went on probably to keep us in that game in the first half. Nath and, and Joe sort of mentioned it there that they had a few sort of tapping opportunities. And whilst Bolton will, will probably feel that they should have taken the chances, we were indebted to, to Maynard Brewer a few times in that first half. He made a few good saves and it's going to be hard, isn't it? When uh, Jojo's fit, if we've still got him at the end of January to try and force his way back in. Cause at the moment, Maynard Brewer looks like the keeper that for a long time, we've heard a lot about in terms of his reputation. I thought it was another good performance yesterday, apart from perhaps that mistake we'll come to in the second half, but first half really kept us in the game. I thought. Yeah, he did. And I think, uh, you know, I think there was, a, I can't remember what game it was. I think there was one where he's a bit, he could have done better. Uh, yeah. In, in a goal that he conceded but he's not really done too much wrong and yeah when Jojo is fit um, you want it's a bit of a dilemma really because you want in my opinion you want that quality and strength and depth otherwise players get consi- um, not consistent get complacent rather so you want Jojo to be chasing down Ashley and Ashley learning from Jojo is going to make him a better keeper but on the flip side of that is if Jojo's on a fair wedge and I don't know if he is he could be for the lowest pay for all I, for all I know, but I'm be amazed if he is. Um, if Ashley's playing well and there's no need to drop him, you've got Nathan Harness who's steady and developing. Um, if Nat Jojo did go, could those wages be used elsewhere to strengthen other parts of the squad? But then it comes down to the fact, what are you going to do in a January? Because if you're going to do this big rebuilding summer which again it's like deja vu um what maybe is best just to blood a few youngsters in this season um, and then reassess and go again in the summer so i can understand the sort of both you know both sides of the argument but for me i don't think you can uh, drop ashley at the moment because he hasn't in my opinion done too much wrong um and yeah as you say yesterday there was there was a point blank one from Dion Charles just after they scored the first that kept us in it and there was some other moments as well so yeah I'm, I heard through the grapevine that he was a good keeper but he's a lot better than I thought he would be um, and um, yeah as, as you say it's his shirt to lose now and whenever because Jojo is a good keeper I know he split opinion but I think he's good but does he he fit into a Ghana ball start away I know people don't like the word Ghana ball but he did fit into that style of play in terms of the sweeper keeper uses his feet a lot more and Ashley's not that so it depends which route we're going to go down in terms of our style of play and I think that's probably telling that Ashley's going to be the number one in, uh, when Dean's there yeah, and a lot of that, of course, is going to depend on what happens with the ownership and management and stuff come the summer, which obviously we still don't know a lot about. Um, if we look at the other end of the pitch, it's funny. Again, I, I sit in the North Lower and it felt like a lot of that first half was actually being played in the Bolton half of the pitch. It felt like it was a long way away from us, but we really struggled to create. We had that that Jez header from, I think it was an Albi free kick that from where I was seemed to take about an hour to get from his head to the goal. Uh, it looked like it was going in the whole way, but just took so long to get there. Um, but apart from that, just didn't really create and struggled to get balls into to Macaulay Bond. It was his first start since returning to the club uh, and nothing was really sticking to him, Joe. And you've got uh, a little bit of a theory on, on that as well. Yeah, I, I don't see I don't see Bond as a player to hold the ball up for us um, or for anyone really. Um, I think he's one of his strengths is running in behind. um, Although he does tend to go a little bit early at times and um, does spend a fair chunk of the game offside, but um, he he is challenging that line a little bit more than, 
than anything else that we've got up there. But he's not going to, I don't see him as someone that you play the ball up to. He brings it down on his chest or with his feet. And then he's just holding the defender off and laying the ball to people running past him. I think Lee Burns got a lot more of that athleticism and ability about him. Um, and, and I think yesterday that that was a, a mistake to have Bon up there because we knew we were going to be under pressure for a long period of the game. And what we really needed was a way to get the ball up to the attacking end of the pitch, hold on to it and relieve some of the pressure on that defence who were being tested by a sort of constant running. Uh, I think I'm not Bond's biggest fan. I think he's a more mobile Stockley um, in terms of their stats are very similar in terms of their finishing ability, their, their ability to bring the ball down under under control, um, goals per shots, shots per games. That they're, they're almost identical in, in those across their their time in League One. It's just one is a bit more mobile than the other. Um, but I think for us as a as a as a team, there's going to be games where that pressure in behind is going to be important, um, and maybe even at the end of a game where you know we are up already and we just need to be able to stretch the game and, and relieve some pressure that way but when we're under pressure like that I think you do need the physical strength and ability of Lieber and especially against a, a bloke like Santos and they were going one for one against Bond um, for most of the game so they would have pretty much nine attackers Santos standing on Bond and Santos just knew that he could put him in his pocket and run around uh, for fun and I don't think they would have been able to take those same liberties with a Lee burn because they would have had then the opportunity to lay on to Raksaki or, or Blackett Taylor breaking and that pace would have been a slightly different game so uh, yeah I mean I'm not his biggest fan I do think he tried and worked hard yesterday. I think his pressing is better than when we last had him, but I think we've got to play them in the right games if we're going to play them up front on their own. And so I might just stick with you for a second then, Joe, because I thought in that first half, he did certainly win a few headers. Now, there weren't players around him, but again, if we compare him to Stockley when he's come on recently, just winning headers has been a struggle. I don't think that's enough, but I think he was winning headers. But second half, obviously, we brought Miles on and went to a two. Um, And if you kind of maybe take your, your opinion of Bon out for a second. Do you just genuinely think there is a way that we can play Bon and Lieburn or Bon and Stockley? What Now that we've got him, at least for the rest of the season, I wonder if you think that there is a better way to utilise him in, in a Dean Holden system. I, I think Bon needs someone alongside him a bit like Stockley um, because he because of the way in which, same as Washington, you wouldn't play Washington up front on his own, I don't think. Um, and I was actually saying in start of the second half, uh, Morgan goal aside and some of his defensive work was okay, but on the ball was struggling. And I thought that we were kind of wasting having three in there. And I was going to bring, I would have brought on Lee Byrne for Morgan after about sort of 55 minutes to go um, a bit more of a 4-4-2 or a 4-2-2-2 if you wanted to have your midfielders line a bit deeper to protect the back four, um, to give a little bit more support up top, especially then when we were chasing the game. Um, I thought having two up there would be an option, but yeah, I think, for me, it's it's one of those. My opinion of Bond is my opinion of Bond. I don't think we would have necessarily got anyone better than him unless we were spending money. Uh, but you've got you've just got to make sure that the team looks cohesive. And when we did go to a two, I don't think Ireland were helped because Raksaki and Campbell were so deep. And and we did change that and put Campbell at right back and Raksaki at right mid for the last sort of five minutes. Uh, but then the midfield was all over the place a little bit by that time with so many changes. And so, yeah, I don't think we, we've seen what the two of them together can bring. Uh, we would need to probably play a little bit more of a, a cohesive system for that to work. But yeah, I don't, I don't rule it out. 
Excellent stuff. Um, not much else, I don't think, to say on the first half. There was a head injury to Bolton towards the sort of middle back end of that first half, and then it sort of petered out. But you mentioned Albi briefly there, um, and obviously the perfect start to the second half, Nath. Um, leading candidate for me for player of the year, Albi. Uh, I'm still going to try and cling on to that for as long as I can. Um, again, I don't think Joe will agree with me there, and probably not many others. But uh, yeah, a, a decent a decent enough shot. Obviously, Trafford, I think, will be disappointed with, with how he's handled it. But I think the move and the way we started that build-up to create that goal um, was, was a, a huge improvement from our, our first half performance. Yeah. Um, it took me by surprise a little bit. I didn't expect us to start that quickly and um, some good play. And we obviously caught them cold <laughs> as an understatement. Um, and yeah, it was a good build up. And it was like, well, where was this first half? You know, where was the intensity? Where was the urgency first half? So, um, you know, I think Dean said it in his post-match and I agree with him that we did give him a bit too much respect. We know they're a good team. You can tell they're a good team, but you're at home, you've got to try and put stamp the authority in the game. And we didn't do that first half. Uh, second half had come out, like all guns blazing, and, and it came off for us. And I thought Albie done well yesterday. Um, don't get me wrong, like good finish. Don't get me wrong, there were times where he'd give the ball away. Um, but, you know, that happens. You know, if you're going to try and, if you're that, if you're a type of player like Albie is, and you you have great technical ability and you want to see that pass seat, you know, not Hollywood pass all the time. You know, he's a clever player. And sometimes it don't come off. And, you know, I've been critical of Albie over the years. You know, I'm not saying um, he's our best player. I'm not saying anything like that. Um, but he needs to, you know, be consistent in terms of his passing and in, in, in his choice of pass sometimes. Um, I do think that the stick he gets is a little bit unfair at times. But I can also get why people get frustrated with him because he's something, for, something from the academy. And we know how good on his day he can be it's just finding that consistency and I think that's where where he just needs to keep working hard but yeah yesterday I thought he had a good game nice to see him on the score sheet because he needs to add numbers to his game you know you, you can't just go through your career just being a pretty player doing a, a making a good pass every now and again every few games you've got to stay consistent and add numbers to your game in terms of goals and assists and he'd obviously done that yesterday and I, and I was happy for him I had uh, I took advantage of the the free ticket offer yesterday. Brought someone with me to the game, and um, so he's not a Charlton fan. And he described Morgan as saying what he wants to do in his head is always, almost always, the right thing. It's just he hasn't quite got the technical ability to do it because ninety percent of the time he's trying to pin Casemiro s passes across. And yeah, agree with you. Needs more goals in his game, um, but yeah, not his certainly an, an okay performance yesterday. I thought from that goal. Um, we were probably slightly the better team for the next sort of 20 minutes. We certainly had some good momentum, but again, really struggled to create. Um, and then we need to talk about their second goal, Joe. I mean, I don't know where you want to start. People are blaming Sean Clare. People are blaming Innes. People are blaming Ash. Um, it was just a bit of a calamity from start to finish, wasn't it, really? Yep. Uh, well, they're all right, aren't they? That's, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was a bit of a disaster. No, no one's particularly come out of that uh, spelling like roses. Um, I don't think Innis needs to head the ball. If Innis doesn't head the ball, then it just trickles either out or goes through to Ash without too much of a uh, an issue. What he definitely doesn't want to do is lob the ball just up and loose in the area, and then both Claire 
and uh, Maynard Brewer decide that the absolute best thing they can do is uh, chase down the man that's got the ball. And neither of them worried about the bloke that was just standing in the middle of the box. Which I mean, I've tried to erase it from my memory, but I think it was Charles. Um, I, I think I think Claire has to stay with his man there and Ash has to close it down personally. Because I think that if Claire deserts the other bloke in the box, then... Um, he's never going to get there to stop the shot. And um, if he, that you've got a shot and then a potential rebound. So personally, I'd like to see Claire stick with his man um, and Ash go and close it down. But it's it, from the moment in his head up in the air, it's just scramble city, isn't it? And I think Ash will learn from moments like that. Um, maybe, maybe he could have stayed on his line, but either way, what you, what you need is communication. One of them needs to go, one of them needs to stay still. And even better, Innis just needs to not head the ball probably in that situation. So yeah, it's, I think all of them made mistakes yesterday. Um, I have a big thing about Claire being too narrow generally in the game for us tactically. Um, so that when we someone sprays the ball out to the left, the, the winger has just an age to pick out a cross uh, where he's just far too narrow most of the time. But even even Ness managed to conspire to make an error, which I think is probably one of his first in a Charlton shirt. So it was a difficult game, but they were all tested so much through the game, weren't they? With all that running off, um, it was a bit of a challenge, I think, to, to keep your alertness at the absolute peak from 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 start to end. But even if we hadn't gifted it to them, they would have found a goal, wouldn't they? Um, so, you know, I'd rather us gift a goal in a game where you're probably going to lose anyway than gift a game that you probably could win. Yeah, just frustrating when you've got a striker like Dion Charles, who's probably one of the best in the division, that you make it that easy for him. Um, but as you say, probably would have come at some point anyway. Um, just before we wrap up the game, Nathan, Joe and I spoke about it a little bit around Macaulay Bomb, but we went to to those wingbacks um, with, with Jez and, and Tyrese to, to put the two up front. Like Joe, I felt that kind of negated particularly Jez's strength because he was a little bit deeper. Given your, your tactical expertise, I wonder if, if is there a way under Holden to play two up front and still ensure that you can get Jez further forward up the pitch or is it one or the other? What What do you make of that? I, I I was thinking about this the other day, strangely, and I just don't I just don't see how it how how he can. Because I mean, obviously, Jez's strengths is obviously on the right hand side, cutting in when he's got space to run in too, not with his back to goal. Um, you could have an argument that he could probably play a false nine, but again, this dropping deep, back to goal, turning. I just think he's better running with the ball going forwards. And I think the first half we struggled he was struggling a little bit because they played wing backs. By the time Jez got the ball, the, the, obviously. The wingbacks were more more or less in the vicinity of Jez and Corey. I mean, I think Corey had one where he put put burners on and he got past him. But after that, he did he couldn't really do much. Um, so I think it was a case of trying to get him in the get get him in the game. Um, he had a little bit of a flurry more centrally for that because obviously the wingbacks are, and they played two wide wingbacks, wide centre backs. Sorry, so they stretched to play. So Jez was finding it really difficult difficult to come inside, but. Um, I think that's the interesting thing. If we do go for two up top, how you do that? I mean, you can go to a four-two-four, which is quite brave when you just have your two sitters. But or if you go with wing backs, you know, how are you going to work that? Because you can play three at the back, two wing backs, one up top, and then two wider players who come in more more narrowly. But again, you only got the one up top then. Um, so I think it's a, you know it's, it's things obviously thinking about it. But um, yeah, I agree with both you. Yeah, I mean, pl- playing them two in a wing back, which you can, I mean, you had to in in some sort of way because you had to chase the game. Because I think Matt Penny came in as a third centre half, didn't he? 
Um, but yeah, you definitely lost lost a lot of attributes um, for Jez coming inside. Tyrese, you know, he obviously likes to just run at players and go on the outside. Um, but Jez coming in, when you're playing on it as a wing back, you're predominantly out wide and, and you're left footed as well. You're naturally going to come in. So it was a bit lopsided, but we had to try something and it didn't work. Um, but yeah, I like Jez. I'm, I'm a big fan of his and on his day, um, he can he, he can change his score a lot more goals and assists than I expected him to when he came in. Um, and if you take him out of our team, um, we won't be doing very, very well, to be honest, if we think about it. Um, but yeah, I think that's the that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Really, if we you got one up top, it's to, they're too isolated. You play two up top, you're gonna then lose the width in terms of Corey and potentially Jez. So it's that little bit of conundrum. So I think we're we're still a little bit lopsided, and and I think that proved yesterday in terms of um, where we are as a as a club at the moment. On that depressing note, then let's uh, let's hear from the gaffer. Uh, Dean Holden spoke to Louis after the game, uh, and Louis asked him what he made of the performance. I think. If I'm being honest, I think Bolton were a better team, slightly the better team first half based on chances. I don't think there was a lot in the in the game in that, at that point, but they, you know they were the better team. I think we, we we probably showed them a little bit too much respect at times. I think we came out second half much more like ourselves. We got on the front foot, we forced them into errors, we played forward, we ran forward, and I mean we scored a brilliant goal throughout. But two of them, the two first goals in the game are as good as you see. I think Morley's free kick. I'm disappointed with the build up to the free kick. I think we we, we lost out on a on a bit of a melee and they break from it and get the free kick and obviously Morley sticks it right in the corner. And then Albie's play, yeah, for the goal, we play through the pitch. Scotty Fraser gets the ball and uh, plays it through the pocket and through the lines and we yeah, it's a really good goal that we score and I think we're the better team at that point for 25 minutes. I don't think there's any doubt we were, we had the momentum in the game. The crowd were right behind us. We, we were creating a lot of dangerous moments and then we get that big chance with Jez Raksaki right in front of the goal and unfortunately couldn't quite connect and I think five or six minutes later, whatever it was, they go up the other end. And again, poor goal for us to concede, I have to be honest. But I think we get ourselves in a position where we can get tighter earlier on the halfway line, stop the boy turning and and then it becomes a mess. We don't clear the header and Ash gets out himself in a in a position and, and obviously it's a tapping for, for Dion Charles. So, you know, disappointed that we've lost the game, I have to say, because we came in with high hopes. But I think certainly that that opening period of the second half for 20 to 25 minutes, I thought we shown we can go toe to toe with a really good team. Yeah, I think um, like defensive mistakes like that have, have been something that Charlton season overall. So it's just frustrating. That, that lack of communication. Do you think it was at the, at the back there? I think initially we need to we need to snuff the situation out. I think I think Nessie just before that had got rolled. I think he got tight, maybe a little bit tight too early, and just been rolled. So maybe he's thinking, I don't want that to happen again. I think we could have seen that moment <laughs> off, and then yeah, I'm not seeing the goal back to be honest with you. But it, yeah, it, it, it's a bit of a mess that we get we get ourselves. We don't clear the header. Dempsey did what he did all day, run beyond and give us problems. You know, they, I think they're a really good team. I really do. I think, I think the overall ninety minutes probably shown. It's probably been what I've seen in the four weeks since I've been in the job. I think there's a lot of good stuff. Some stuff that you know we need to eradicate and we need to keep working hard to do that. And then, and then some stuff. There's lots of stuff in there. We're, just, we're nearly there, but just not quite. We need to keep. We need to keep working. Do you think it shows the difference between where Bolton are a couple of years down the line with Ian as to where Charlton are currently? Yeah, I think so. I think that's just a, just a fact, isn't it? I mean, he's had the team for, yeah, as you say, two and a half years. I think they've had a promotion, and yeah, you can you can see that the way they play, the way they manage the game. Yeah, we're four weeks into into a job, um, game after game after game. So, 
Um, again, we don't get too down, as disappointed as we are, and, and trust me, it's, it's, this one's sitting really, really deep. It's, I'm disappointed that we lost the game, <laughs> but we have to, we have to keep improving. We've got a free week next week. We have to go to Exeter and, and make sure we get a positive result there. And it was a really fast start to the to the second half after being on the back foot at stages in that first period. What was sort of said at half time? Because it's similar, to, I guess, to away at Oxford, where it was not not great in the first half, and in the second half they came out much better. <laughs> Yeah, the, the tactics board didn't get snapped in half this time, I have to say. It wasn't as angry as that. It was more, I think we just needed to get after them a bit more. I think we were a little bit standoffish. We were, we were getting caught in between. Bolton flood the midfield with players. They had the striker, sure, Atai, a good player on loan from Man United. He drops into little areas and, you know, if you're, not, if you're not careful, the pitch can become really big and stretched. So we probably got caught a little bit in between at that. So the message really was to get, get, up, get up against them, get in the faces a little bit more, stop shadow boxing and... As you say, and play forward and run forward more. We, you know, we did that. It wasn't anything, you know. It wasn't anything too grand. It was just taking care of the basics a bit more. And to score so early in the second half obviously gives you confidence. But we built on that. We stepped on the gas, and we could be sat here now. Uh, we just scoring that goal, sat here, you know, winning the game. But I'm I'm not naive enough to think that the three games that we've won coming into this that we couldn't have drew or lost either. I think there's been fine margins in all the games. A debut today for, for your new learning, Matt Penny. What did you make of him? Yeah, it's a difficult game to come into. Of course, a pitch is, <laughs> pitch is not easy for, for either team, I have to say. But I thought he acquitted himself pretty well. He's, he's, he's learning his, his, his new teammates. He's learning, obviously, how we play. Um, so he'll be, he'll, he'll be all the better for his 90 minutes. And obviously, I know you won't say a great deal about the, the week that's coming up in terms of the transfer window, but are you expecting still, still work to be done there? We hope so, yeah. We're in the market for... Yeah, we are. We're, uh, we're still looking. With, there's uh, some... Yeah, a lot of work going on, yeah. What is it, three days away now, whatever it is, till 11 o'clock Tuesday. So I'm sure it'll go right to the wire. It always does at every club. So, But we're ready. We're ready for it. We need to trim the squad, hopefully. And But yeah, ideally, we'd, we'd look to, to add as well. What's the, uh, the diagnosis for Jaden? I saw it, they, they said on the website he's, he's picked up a problem. Yeah, he's got a tight calf. He, he, he pulled out of training midway through on Thursday. So he missed training yesterday and he's, he's been in for treatment today. He's just got a tight calf. Nothing too serious at all. It's just, obviously, we can't risk that. Cheers, Dave. Okay. Thank you. So, uh, Dean, just about the transfer window, the current ownership have been quite keen on the use of data uh, to scout and identify players. Uh, what's your view on using data uh, to identify players potentially? Um, have you used data in this window? I, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't, with complete respect, who am, am I to shut down a question? But I don't, I'd rather not get into that right now, to be honest with you. I think data is, is every football club is using it, every football club in the 92 clubs. And it's something that we use alongside traditional scouts. Uh, so we've got a process of working towards, but I, I don't want to get, I don't, I don't want to delve into that on, on the back of losing again. And secondly, um, Andy Scott's contract runs out at the end of uh, the window. Um, do you know if he's going to stay on um, in his role? No idea. Nothing to do with me. Okay. Um, what are the ambitions for the rest of the season? Just to keep winning games, or the playoffs are ten points or so away, relegation's about ten points below. Win the next game. Take care of the next game. When I first you got to remember four weeks ago we were 18th and we were fighting right at the bottom of the table. So we, we got ourselves away to it. We dropped back slightly, naturally. So we just refocus on the on the next period of games in front of us. Um, whether I sit here now and say we, we just want to stay up or we want to go for the playoffs, it doesn't matter. It's what it's how we work every day. And we win the next game next week and we and we take care of the one after that. And then all of a sudden you're getting closer to it, aren't you? So there's ambitions, huge ambitions at this football club. There's a lot of work to do and that's so exciting. But uh, no, we'll just keep working quietly. We'll just keep getting on with our job. Today's a bit of a setback, but again, overall, we've, we're pretty pleased, you know, where, we, where we've been in this first four weeks or so. 
You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joe. Yes! Yes! Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr! so welcome back to Charlton Live on your Sunday or Monday or whenever you're listening. Uh, to be honest, I'm Tom Wallin in for, for Louis Mendes. Got Joe Puddyfoot and Nathan Muller alongside me. Uh, Joe, um, Holden spoke about the gaps between the, the two sides in terms of how they've been building as a squad um, compared to us, still very much in the early stages of, of his journey. Um, as I say, all of this caveated by what's going on behind the scenes, which we don't know a lot about, but given what's happened in recent transfer windows, given what Thomas is currently doing in terms of this this break even. Do you think a game like yesterday at all serves as a wake-up call about what's required if we need to challenge? Or is it the bleak kind of realisation that at the moment we don't have people in charge that are going to allow us to do that? Yeah, well, I mean, that would be one hell of a wake-up call because I think that Sangard's sort of more or less in a coma about uh, in terms of reality. He's, he's, he, doesn't under, he doesn't understand that... The, the level of investment that's required to be um, successful. And if he does understand it, he doesn't have the pockets to achieve it. Now, you know, as long as, as, long as the bills are paid um, and the club isn't in administration, then you can, that's kind of the minimum. And, and we're, we're, we're getting the minimum at the minute because we're not in, in administration, but there's not going to be the money invested to push this team on. The, the new um, group of people coming in, I don't particularly see them... <clears throat> financing a, a proper charge for the for the for the playoffs or even for to win the league so i think we're we're in the case of in the situation where we just kind of have to be a little bit lucky but but we also need to build over a period of time uh, with a manager who's got a clear ethos and identity that he really wants to instill and that the fan fan base can kind of buy into <clears throat> i think holden's got a, won a lot of favor already with the fans and it, he will get time from from them whether he gets time from the board god only knows or whether the board will be the board god only knows so you know it's a it's a tough environment in it I, the the two clubs are run very very differently they've had 
stable stable ownership some investment um they've built up for a long-term strategy and you, you, if they go up i think that they'll they'll probably stay up whereas if we lucked our way up i think we would probably have one of the more challenging seasons that we've ever had to watch um because we just wouldn't invest in behind the squad so it's a long long way apart the two the two clubs and you just have to accept that um you know unless any of us win the euro millions and, and want to blow it all in two years um there's not going to be any way for us to change that but you know i don't i don't think we can ever consider that there's going to be a wake-up call because i don't think there's either the desire or the funding there to to achieve what a team like bolton are achieving and and they're not spending millions and millions and millions so they've bought a couple of good players and transfers but they're in such a strong position what they're doing is is sort of trying to just guaranteed that they get that promotion and so investments are being set off against potential upsides probably whereas for us our investment is literally just to keep everything ticking over and stay as we are so yeah uh, it's quite a depressing view i know but i think it's it's the re- reality um and that's kind of what we've got to get on board and just accept and 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 try and enjoy what we can out of the football which you know we have been playing well and it has felt like a positive place to 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 go to the valley um but it's going to be league one next season we just have to accept that and we have to hope that the new people coming in at least have enough money to fund a decent promotion charge next season you know as bleak as that or as unrealistic as that probably seems right now yeah and whilst that bigger picture maybe is slightly bleak you're right i think you know, certainly home performances recently, as I say, first league defeat of the year. We've we've looked good this year. So, uh, as you say, try and focus on that. L- let's look at some of the tweets that have come in. I'll start with Stuart because he sort of echoes what you've just said there, Joe. Bolton should be what we're striving to emulate next season. Um, they were as low as us in terms of mis- mis-ownership not long ago. Uh, we're not that far away. Some sound investment and patience is required, definitely required. But I think to go back to to Joe's point, it's wh- whether that comes or not is the big question. Uh, Alan, we're nine points from sixth place, nine points from relegation. Uh, Division three mid-table team, nowhere near good enough for playoffs. More likely of the two would be relegation. But but we should be safe with a few home wins to come. Uh, I certainly think based on performances recently, we're hopefully not looking over our shoulder too much. Uh, Stevie Essex think today proved we're still vulnerable at the back, naive in attack. Uh, the difference from today was Bolton took advantage, especially on counter-attack. We need numbers and some outgoings, but I'm afraid to say the season is now about building for 23-24. Uh, Platy, new midfield midfielder to support Dobbo and Fraser, plus another experienced centre-back to enable Innis to be put out to grass. Uh, we're kidding ourselves if we think we're getting to playoffs, so let's blood some academy players um, far more provided we can keep above the drop zone. Uh, Stuart comes back again and says we definitely need a centre-back unless we start playing O'Connell alongside Ness, uh, creative midfielder, but who's out there to get at this stage of the season and with our budget. Um, Champagne 2 says we'll be lucky to avoid the drop. Uh, Tim Ruffle, good luck to Dean Holden. Seems a genuine, no-nonsense good guy. Tactically good. However, we're relying on free agents and loans. Uh, as who's going to want to go to a club, uh, mid-table club in League One. Can't get us, uh, see us getting out of League One until Duchatelet is paid off and Sangard goes. And again, we can't really speculate too much, sadly, on that at the moment. Um, Paul Griffiths, we're beaten by much the better team. I thought Bolton played the best football I've seen this season. Uh, guess we just need to keep away from the bottom four and start planning. Uh, but Holder needs to be given a longer contract soon. Uh, my only desire, Mod Mag, we were all right, Bolton were better. 
Um, it might have been a useful defeat. We need to stop thinking the top six is possible. Uh, cheers for that. Uh, you have to be one of the top six teams in the league to finish top six. Excellent wisdom. Uh, we need to keep our better young players and ship out dead wood this window. And we might just try and come to the window a little bit later. Uh, Stephen Bridgeford, defensively, we're terrible, but all round will not improve until we get new ownership. Uh, and again, not expecting much in the transfer window over the few more days. Um, and Authenticon, we look more organised and difficult to break down. We just need to cut out the needless errors. Dean Holden has done a good job so far with the time he's had, and hopefully owners will back him. I guess the problem there is we don't actually know who the owners are going to be. Uh, let's also hear from you in the fans bar, shall we? Benji delved into the bar, as he so often does, uh, to get your views on the game. And this is what you had to say. Uh, not a great performance. I thought after about about half time, Bolton could have been 4-0 up. Um, obviously came back better in the second half. I think if Raksaki gets that, takes that chance. To, but I think Holden said, you know, both games... The three that we won could have gone either way. I was at the Barnsley game, which I think could have gone either way. We scored that second at the crucial time. And I think stage probably didn't go our way. They were very good defensively. Yeah, I thought it was a really entertaining game. And actually, uh, Charlton fought back really well in the second half. I thought Charlton showed a lot of spirit. A uh, couple of really good saves from Maynard Brewer. And then, and then a really high-quality goal worked on the edge of the area with Morgan and, and Raksaki. And then probably chance to win it for Charlton when... Um, when, when the cross came across and uh, Raksaki just couldn't get a proper contact on it. But entertaining game. Bolton, probably one of the better sides, if not maybe the best side I've seen at the Valley this season. So, yeah, but Charlton kept fighting, you know, got back into it. I thought it was a lot of positive signs, but in the end, I, I probably Bolton just about deserved it. I would mentioned say. Dean Holden there. Come Tuesday, into the transfer window, seeing today's game. Is there anything you'd like to see come into the team or anyone that you'd like to see leave to bring in fees to come in for other players at all? Well, there's all there's talk about Stockley leaving, but actually I think now today it came out he's going to stay. I'm not sure Stockley does anything more than Bon and um, and the others can do. Um, I think the wingers, I think Raksaki and Blackett Taylor on their day are good, but actually... Bit in and out, Blackett Taylor either has the left back on toast or he's actually fought, fades away a bit. So I think maybe a, a bit more of a solid winger. I thought Penny was awful today. I don't, I don't know what happened now. But he, he looked absolutely terrible. Maybe Sessionham was on the bench because of injury. If he comes back, fine, then fine. But And, I, and just Innes has always got an error in him. Um, if O'Connell comes back, um, then maybe okay. But yeah, I think maybe as a solid winger... And um, you can't, we can't get another left back in, but I just thought Henry was awful. Yeah, so we've got, I suppose, in the main areas we've sort of dealt with, we've got a striker in, we've got a, a, left, a left back in, although I thought he looked perhaps a little bit shaky today. Uh, maybe needs a bit of time to settle in. Um, yeah, where else? Maybe, oh, it's interesting, isn't it? Maybe a centre-half. I don't know, but I, I, they've been very good in recent weeks. So it's hard to say. Um, wingers, wingers, good. 
so you know you wouldn't want to block the path for some of the others but obviously if you can bring in high quality maybe a centre mid who's got some real quality that, that that perhaps is the other thing we've got a lot of bodies in that area but let a few people out on loan lately McGrandles so maybe someone hopefully we've got someone lined up maybe to come in as centre midfielder and that can make a big difference to the team but yeah centre mid probably centre backs we've got O'Connell on the bench now so it looks looks a bit stronger doesn't it um, and yeah hopefully Penny will, will pick up as well it left back his first game today um, but yeah we'll see we'll see but I think overall positive team's fighting working hard so um, yeah we'll see see what happens so welcome back to Charlton Live uh, looking at the kind of final stages of the show now we've had a couple of emails in on yesterday's game uh, firstly David Roberts thank you for your email David uh, don't like pointing the finger at anyone, but for both goals, one man, Sean Clare. Uh, I know this is hard on him, but if you look at the slow motion of the free kick, he moves his head out of the way as the ball goes through the wall. And the second goal, lacklustre defending, failed to follow Dion Charles, losing him and ending up in no man's land. Uh, on a positive note, very impressed with with Matt Penny. Uh, Nath, I'll bring you in on both of those, because um, I don't think you commented on Sean Clare earlier. Obviously being asked again to play in a position he doesn't want to. Um, a bit of a nightmare game yesterday, but I think overall he's been okay. Uh, and secondly, Matt Penny, what did you make of, of his debut for us yesterday? Um, I mean, in terms of Sean Clare, I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's the problem when you play um, people sort of out of position, that not their natural positions. I mean, the game now, you, you're sort of tending to sort of be a lot more flexible in terms of positions. Like, for example, you don't have a number seven who can only play right wing and only does one thing. You have quite a lot of different attributes now, but um, we had it a couple of seasons ago when he played on the right of the three as well when Jacko was here on that 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 channel over his right shoulder. Um similar to Trent, really, Trent Alexander Arnold, he gets picked out a lot in terms of his defensive positioning. Um I know it's def- I'm not comparing the two, not at all. Um, but I'm just just highlighting the fact that it does happen and it's something that you know, if he's gonna be playing that right back he needs to work on. Um he's not a polished article, otherwise we're playing in a higher division. So like a lot of our players, but yeah, I feel, I, feel, I feel for him, but it, it, with Sean, it's like, well, if he doesn't play right back, where's he going to be? You know, I know he likes to play in the middle, but is he, will he, can he do a Dobbo role if Dobbo ain't there? You know, or he's not really, I don't think he's as technical to be in Fraser's position or even Albie's position. So it's a bit of a, bit of a weird one with Sean, um, but I, I actually like him. I think he's a good player, but I, I agree yesterday, he could have done better with their goal. The second one, uh, first one, yeah, he did move his head a little bit, but it's fine margins and it? it's anything really. But um don't know if that's anything to do with the mask he has on and whatnot. But hey, it was a great strike. So I'm not going to polish over that. That was a great strike. And Matt, I think, yeah, I saw some, there was some criticism of Penny yesterday. Um, in my opinion, thought it was a bit harsh. Um, I don't think he had an amazing game, but I don't think he had a poor game. I think you could tell. Um, it was his first game and he's still getting to grips with everyone, where everyone's going to be, the system. And that's not going to happen overnight, you know, and it's, it obviously needs to happen quickly. But yeah, I don't think he had a bad game. I thought he'd done some things which were a bit, bit meh. I think there was a, there was a chance, which I think they nearly scored. For. It might have been that Dion Charles chance, actually. But to be fair, I thought it was the ball from Ness, which is a bit, oh, oh potato, you have it. Um and yeah, and they nearly scored from it. But there was a couple of times he overlapped and Corey didn't see it for whatever reason, which happens. But yeah, I, I thought he was okay. Um, don't think it was amazing, but I don't think he was 
he was poor. I just think when you get a left-footed centre, a left-footed left-back, which we've not had for a while, obviously we're expecting him to be like Royce Wiggins and up, up and down and being having to make make a real impact. But I thought we'd done okay, to be honest, mate. Yeah, again, nothing to write home about, but yeah, I, don't, I, I think I wouldn't say he was one of the poorest of, of the performers yesterday. Lovely stuff. Uh, final email we've had in is from Duncan Brand. Um, head or heart or heart or head my heart says we could have won they scored two goals a worldy free kick from a free kick that should not have been given the other from a defensive mistake yet another one Uh, and Jez misses a golden chance to put us 2-1 up my head says Bolton were the far better side the gap between us and them is huge both on and off the pitch yes we had a good spell at the start of second half and 10 minutes in the first but Bolton were in control they looked like they had an extra player at times. Their players knew what their roles are. They play at a far, far higher tempo and look stronger and quicker than us. They've also done better in the transfer market. Why didn't we get Dempsey from Gillingham? And they signed two strikers yesterday. Now, slightly controversial. The problem with Dobson. This is controversial, I know. I love Dobson and what he gives for the shirt. He's our most consistent player and was last season. But he would not get into Bolton's team, mainly because of his poor passing. That, I'm afraid, illustrates how much Thomas or whoever the new investors' owners need to invest to get us anywhere near the top six next season. I'm resigned to another season in this awful league. Uh, And the final point is one I absolutely agree with. Louis put away the spreadsheet for this season. Thanks for your email, Duncan. Um, Joe, I'll bring you in there on that Dobson uh, statement. What do you make of that? Um. Yeah, uh, I, I I fundamentally disagree. Uh, I think Dobson is going to be player of the season again this season. Um, his distribution, I think, is is actually uh, uh, underrated at times. He certainly spreads the ball very well. Some of his long passing is 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 pretty sensational, really, because it pretty much always goes to the man. He doesn't give the ball away a lot. Um, he certainly would give it away probably less than than anyone else we've got in the midfield. Um, and there is no one else that battles at that level wins back the ball at that level against man united and brighton this season he was the one of the midfield who i I think looked strongest and most comfortable um whether he gets into botwin's team or not maybe maybe he doesn't quite get into their team but i tell you what he'd be right at the top of their squad in terms of squad players um and the only reason he probably wouldn't get in their team is that they don't need someone breaking up the play anywhere near as much as we do um, because they've got the ball 90% of the time. So you don't need anyone to bloody win it back, do you? Uh, but uh, sorry about the language, but um, yeah, he's, I think that Dobson gets into most teams in this division. Um, I think he probably is one of the the standout players for us week in, week out. And, and I think if you gave pretty much any manager in this league, the opportunity to sign Dobbo on a free, um, he wouldn't, he would be, instantly snapped up so yeah I and and touching on this I think that players like Morgan and Payne I think they get a little bit more stick just because of the caliber of Fraser this season and Dobbo they're they're two very very good midfielders um and they they play at a decent level uh almost every single week so I think that that they sometimes make the other midfielders around them look a little bit below par just because of the standards that they set and, and the level that they play at. So, yeah, I wouldn't be shipping Dobbo out. Um, and I would actually say you you could win the league or get in the playoffs with Dobbo in your in your first 11 um, if you had the players around him to support him. 
Good stuff. Uh, we've just about come to the end. On Thursday's show, I'm sure we will wrap up the transfer window in more detail. But finally, Nath, there's there's a couple of days left of the window. Uh, if we keep hold of of the likes of Liban uh, and Dobbo, unless, of course, you're Duncan, um, and keep hold of our key players, is that enough for you between now and Tuesday? Or, or I guess not expecting necessarily players to come in, but is there anybody else you'd like to just try and get over the line before the window closes? Um, it's hard because obviously everyone likes to see new players. Everyone likes to see that the squad improved. But I mean, after yet, yeah, I mean, if we won yesterday, I'd probably have a different answer. Um, but I think as we lost yesterday, and it's very, very unlikely that we're going to make the playoffs now. Um, I just think sometimes if you're just going to spend money for the sake of spending, it's dead money. Um, unless you get someone in that's going to be in your plans for next year. And as looking by the sort of deals we've done so far, it doesn't look like, I could be wrong, that we're going to be spending any money on fees. Um, so you then could potentially get loans. And loans are re- the only loans we really need is ones that are going to tick us over, really, just to make sure we don't get involved in a in a relegation fight, which I don't think we will. Um, so for me, I'm probably more focused, like, we're not, I don't think we're going to go down. I know if we lose a few games, we get dragged into it, but I'd rather just blood some, get Aaron Henry some more minutes. Um, uh, maybe, I mean, I know Clayden's back, maybe give him some minutes. Like, I don't know that you've got loads of, and Tyrese Campbell, you've got a load, load of players there that we can try and blood to see how they get on. Um, but the only concern I do have, and we just touched on him, is if we ever, you know, God forbid that, George Dobson gets a, a, a long-term injury, then we're then we're up against it because I don't know who in that squad. Uh, well, I know no one can you know, replace him in terms of all of his attributes, but if we had to replace him with someone, we're sort of scratching around trying to think, well, who could we play there? Um, so that the if I had to pick, I'd probably try and get a loan in just to tide us over to give Dobbo a rest now and again because he's literally playing every single game. Um, and obviously, we don't want him to pick up an injury. So that's the only one, really. Apart from that, I don't think it's worth us spending money for spending money's sake. Um, and for all we know, we, we might not have any. So, yeah, I mean, I've just that one. But I'm, I'm more in the camp of just trying to blood some youngsters through and then try and go again next year, whatever that entails and whatever the ownership is. Lovely stuff. Uh, right, that's it. We've come to the end uh, on this week's Chart and Live. Thank you to everyone for your emails, your tweets, uh, and for those of you that spoke to Benji in the fans bar. Uh, cheers to Joe and Nath uh, for today. Cheers, lads. Cheers, boys. Thanks, lads. Arriva Dirty. We will be back on Thursday to look ahead to the Exeter game. Uh, but until then, take care, and we will speak to you again very soon.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BolinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.